UNC did everything we asked again. UNC beat Boston College. It's it's UNC, a wide gap, everyone else in the ACC right now. I did think it Not was even close. I did think it was like. UNC and Duke kind of up there in a tier, although UNC was above Duke. Uh, and then a gap, and then everybody else. I think Duke, there's now a gap between UNC and Duke. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in the ACC has at least two losses other than Carolina, who's undefeated. And I wouldn't even say like anyone has you know great losses, right? It, 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 I, I sometimes that term frustrates I mean, me. Unless you lost to Carolina, yeah. If, <laughs> if you really lose, well, if you had lost like Carolina and Duke when they were playing well, yeah, that, that's that would be one thing. Sure, but but I mean, Duke lost to Georgia Tech and Pitt. That's that's not impressing anybody. You know, I I don't love the term good losses, but I know those aren't good losses. UNC is up to number three in the AP Top 25 poll. Duke, after the loss, dropped to number 12, which, you know, from 7 to 12, I, I might have expected even a bigger jump there. Uh, and no one else in the ACC is ranked. That's the most recent AP poll that came out earlier today. Only NC State is even also receiving votes. But guess what? We can't even see also receiving votes because it's also receiving vote. They got one. So right now, UNC is third in the country. Duke is 12th. There's one AP top 25 vote for the rest of the conference, let alone being ranked. There's one vote for the rest of the conference entirely. This is, this is the biggest compliment I can give UNC based on their game over, over Boston College. The, they, they took care of business. They handle their business. That's what they've done the last month and change. They've just handled their business, which cannot be overstated this season. They beat Boston College and didn't do anything special. But beating Boston College shouldn't take anything special for UNC, and it didn't. If you just take care of business in the ACC this year, you'll be the second seed. If you just win the games that you should win, you'll have a bye on Wednesday. Yeah, you'll be playing Thursday. That's all you have to do is just take care of business. And North Carolina's proven it, right? I, outside of the Syracuse game, which they did kind of mollywop them pretty good, they, they're not winning games by 30. They're winning games by like 10 to 15, right? Handling their business. It's not necessarily close at the end. They're, they're getting solid play from their best players. It, it's, it's not rocket science here. When, when another team challenges them, they bow their neck and fight back. Right, you saw it. I think it was against Louisville. They they cut the lead to what five in the second half, and then it took another five minutes for Louisville to score another bucket. The defense just fought back. That's that's all you're asking for. That's all you're asking for. And because th- this is the drive with Tim Donnelly, when we talk about UNC, it's almost uh, we have Harrison Ingram, and yep. there's Harrison Ingram. R.J. Davis, Armando Baycott, we know what to expect from them. They're good. But Harrison Ingram, to me, is is part of the secret sauce for this UNC team this year. He's actually, and again, this is a weird triangle comparison, uh, and I'm not saying he's going to win national awards, but but you'll understand what I what I get with this, this kind of analogy. He's entering the Peyton Wilson for the NC State football season portion of things, which is, I'm not saying by quality of play, mm-hmm. but I'm saying – by how we kind of discuss them, which is every time we talked about NC State football, we would have like a really intricate discussion about the the offense or we'd have a really intricate discussion about the secondary. And then at the end, we'd go, oh, by the way, Peyton Wilson played awesome, right? He finished with another 12 tackles and an interception and a sack. <laughs> and we went, all right, it was pretty good. Just but, another day. And it, it wasn't 
I wish we could have talked about him more, but just consistent, really good wasn't the most interesting thing to say about the team. The interesting was the quarterbacks. The interesting was Casey Concepcion. But then there was Peyton Wilson. Oh, he played great, right? Just a little footnote at the end, right? The best defensive player in the conference, played like the best defensive player in the conference. All right, let's go talk about the Panthers or whatever it was. Um, when UNC plays, it's like, oh, by the way, Harrison Ingram did X, like whatever the other team did best. He had a good game in, in that respect. During bold predictions last week, I said Harrison Ingram's going to have, I think I said 15 uh, or 16 I think rebounds. It was 14 plus rebounds. And, and what he ended with, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah, you're just off. You're just, you're just watching it going like, all right, yeah. And Harrison Ingram did something to help them win. What it, what was it? Well, you know, the other team had, uh, you know, good bigs, so he went down low and he got 13 rebounds. Got a double-double. Cool, right? He was he was the amorphous blob. He was the shapeshifter. He was the the fits into whatever they need him to do. Just a, a note at the end. I, I, the, Put it on t-shirt. I, I don't I don't know how else to. Uh, it's more interesting to talk about the rest of the team, but you can't go an entire part of the 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 conversation without saying how good he was. I really enjoy watching him play. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Every single week, we give out the medals, gold, silver, and bronze, and we name one off the podium because everybody doesn't get a uh, everybody doesn't get a, a trophy around here or a medal in this case. It's the four teams from the state of North Carolina in the ACC, and it's a one-week award. It is not cumulative, so this is not who's been playing best all year. It's who's played best over the last week, and we're looking men's basketball off the podium. Duke. They lost to Pitt 80 to 76. That's their only entry into this week. Every other team played two games uh, on our list here. They played one, and it was what I consider the worst loss of the week. 80 76 at home to Pitt. Uh, if, if if you want more on this one, it's it's concerning for Duke moving forward because Pitt bullied them and sometimes you get bullied let's be clear okay sometimes you get bullied what I don't like is when you don't try to fight back and I'm not saying they didn't try to win the game I'm saying there was very very little aggression there was very very little like upset feelings after the game right there's there was a lot of like geez yeah Blake Hinson, oh, man, it was disrespectful, him jumping up on the, the media table like that and gesturing towards our fan. Oh, well. I'm going like, no, it's not oh, well. I mean, Kyle Filipowski literally used the term, we're going to take it with a grain of salt. I don't see why you would take that with a grain of salt. I think we need to uh, educate the people on what a grain of salt means. <laughs> it's... Uh, no, if somebody jumps up on your scores table, your media table, and gestures towards your fans, 
you take that as a personal insult and you <laughs> make it your mission to to make sure that doesn't happen ever again. And if you get the opportunity to get some payback. Yeah, get salty. <laughs> there you go. Like, it's it's it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. And uh, here's John Shire after the game on uh, everything that happened at the end of the game. We'll hear from John. You will hear from John, I promise you. In the meantime, enjoy this Olympic music. Here it is. I want to apologize to our fans, too, by the way. You know, what happened at the end, and that can't happen. And uh, that's on us, and uh, that's unacceptable. So, for us, we have to uh, uh, watch the game, learn from it, uh, move on quickly. We go on the road in in day and a half, and uh, and learn from it. You know, because uh, that wasn't that's not okay with me. What happened tonight? It's not okay, and I wish. <laughs> right, you shouldn't have to tell someone when you're angry. In this case, they should just know, right? It's it's one of those deals where it's like if you have to tell me you're angry, or I don't think you're that angry. I don't know. I, I wanted more edge from Duke, and it's become now a running theme multiple times this year. It's felt like like in instances where they should have gotten mad, they didn't, and and that's that's a problem. So they're off the podium. Bronze and silver was the tough decision this week. It seems like the last like four or five weeks, there's been like an obvious one and a two, and then three and a four were tough. Or there's an obvious one and a four, and then two and three were tough. Two and three, bronze and silver were the tough ones to to get there. I went bronze NC State. And I, by the way, if you're upset with this one, I'll wear this one. When I when I leave it up to Dennis and and he's the tiebreaker, I tell you like, hey, all angry tweets directed towards at the fan rookie. Yeah, uh, send them my way. This one's on me. I I understand that Wake Forest lost to NC State. I put Wake Forest above them at, at the silver, which we'll talk about in a second, because of the reactions to that game. NC State beat Wake Forest 83-76, and, and I came on the air, and all oh, the toughness this, and Kevin Keats got ejected, and it lit a fire, and all the technicals, and woo, and then they gave it all back against, against VT. So, so, yes, Wake Forest did lose to NC State. Head-to-head, they lost. But Wake Forest bounced back in a different way. NC State bounced back in a way you don't want, right? You go up and you you have these high levels of intensity, these high levels of toughness against Wake Forest. Then against Virginia Tech, I, I see not nearly as high levels in those two categories, and that's going to be the issue for me. I know you can be tough now. I know you can play with fire now. I know you can play with passion now. So when you don't, it's going to be more frustrating. We saw it against a good team in Wake. Right? Andrew Carr had a bunch of points against you. Didn't let it get to you. You didn't. NC State didn't hit a three against Wake Forest. They won anyway. Casey Morsell broke out of a slump. They they made, whatever, 32% of their threes, which isn't great, but it's better, uh, uh, against Virginia Tech, and they lost. And it was a defensive effort thing. So the, the reverse of it hurt me more. That's why Wake Forest could lose to NC State and be above them in the podium. Uh, speaking of Kevin Keats, their coach, uh, let's hear from State's coach Kevin Keats after the game against Virginia Tech. So this is after the loss that really dragged him down in my, in my book. Had been playing really good basketball. I thought our defense in the second half was not very good. And the one thing um, lately that we've got to clean up that we haven't done in 
early in the season that we're turning the ball over. You look at the way we played in the first half, look at what we did. We had 20, forced 20 turnovers. We did some good things. Um, I just didn't think that we did a great job defending. Like, you know, we don't, this team, this particular team hasn't been one of those groups that give up straight line drives. And we were, guys were able to get to the rim all the way to the rim on us and just not good enough. So, um, to, needless to say, I'm not very happy with our turnovers and our, our defense. And um, those are things that we will continue to get better at. He hinted at the thing that stuck out to me in the second half. Virginia Tech getting wherever they wanted to get. Virginia Tech got the shots they wanted, and, and there was very little resistance. They wanted If they had a play drawn up for a three, they got the three. If they had a play drawn up for a drive, they got to the bucket. And if you're not going to make a team go to their you know, fourth favorite shot, right, a long two, a fadeaway, a tough bucket, a three from a guy that doesn't shoot a super high percentage. If you're not making them take more difficult shots than they've designed up, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. That's the bronze. Let's get to silver. Wake already already uh, hinted at it. Wake Forest, silver. Uh, they did lose to NC State. That is a hard-fought, ugly game. They got they got to the line a bunch. The refs were all over the place. You may even argue Hunter Salas got a got a tech that he didn't deserve uh, because you know he was headbutt and then he got a tech for a double tech, meaning both players involved in the headbutt got a tech, and I didn't exactly love that call. Uh, but they lost that one, and they did something that I've been asking all of these teams to do. If you have an emotional loss, take it out on your next opponent. If you have an emotional game, if you have something that should upset you, take it out on your next opponent. Louisville is not very good. Louisville is not very good. But there's been a few times where not very good teams have played teams from the state of North Carolina, and I'm saying, light them up. Take out your aggression. And it's been like a five-point game in the second half. And I'm going, wait a second here. Wake Forest beat Louisville 90-65. Right? They, they, they got some players back. Right? They, they – they, uh, they got some some something working there in that Louisville game, which is just one game, and it is against a bad team. But if you're going to get an emotional loss and then play a bad team, I want it to look like that. I don't want it to look like, oh, well, shh, we almost beat NC State so I can chill, especially when they're playing UNC tonight. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little bit of a tra- trap game there, right? Super emotional game against NC State. You play lowly Louisville, then top three in the country, UNC. That lowly Louisville game can get glossed over real quick. And they didn't do that. That's why they they kind of jumped up into that silver spot. By the way, it's not great for the ACC that somebody can lose that type of game to NC State and, and still be the silver uh, in the state of North Carolina. I, here's the thing that Louisville played State tough, played mm-hmm. Carolina relatively yep. tough. Now, yep. Carolina, no, pulled away and State got a and win out of Miami. that as well. And they did beat Miami. But, yeah, Wake Forest put the boots to them. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And Monsanto coming back also helped, too. Yep. And then uh, gold goes to, to UNC. Uh, they beat Louisville, as you mentioned, although it was close. They they ramped it up once it got close. They were ahead by a bunch. I think it was 18. Uh, then it got down to five. And then it took another five or six minutes for Louisville to score again after that, which was UNC doing what's been their best thing over the last month and change which is when they need to, to 
kind of gear it up. It's the defense that's doing the gearing up. Mm -hmm. uh, and they end up winning that one by, by 16. Uh, they beat BC in a very not special, but it shouldn't take special to beat BC. Just kind of a by the books, in and out business-like win. Doesn't make me write sonnets about it. I'm not going to talk about how awesome it was. But double-digit win against an ACC team. They're the, they're the team that's taking care of business right now. They're the gold medalists. Baycott didn't have his best game, but he showed up late when, when mm. BC cut it down to five. I know he got an and one late. He got a hit a, uh, got a couple free throws, and he hit a jumper at the free throw line as well. So he was key mm -hmm. in that stretch getting the lead back up the double digits for Carolina. So, yeah, he didn't play great, but during that stretch, he was solid. And Harrison Ingram had a double-double. Which is just, yeah. There's, just that's the way day. he chose to impact the game. Yeah. Seems like he chooses which way he's going to impact the game. Uh, but but even he hit a, like his like the three pointer that he hit was late in mm -hmm. the game during that stretch. Seth Tremble had a key bucket late during that stretch as well. I really like Tremble's. We haven't talked about him enough. I like his energy off the bench. Yeah, he comes in very much with a. If I'm not a starter, if I'm going to get you know not as many minutes, I'm going to be able to pack more into those minutes than somebody that maybe is pacing themselves for the full game. He's he comes into the game looking to make an impact, and, mm -hmm. and I really like that energy off the bench. Uh, the Driver Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. That is this week's podium. And again, you know, that's not us, right? Where you are in the podium, that's that's the team's choice. You don't want to be in the off you don't want to be off the podium, don't get beat by a pit at home. You don't want to be in the bronze. Don't give Virginia Tech every shot they want in the second half. It's kind of it's kind of that kind of deal.